Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea. Uh, we're back at it. Another week has come and gone, as uh, we are fond of saying, once in a while, not every week, because it gets monotonous and repetitive, uh, but still no mushroom cloud. Uh, we're, we're closer. Uh, I, I think uh, we're, we're beginning to see uh, signs of uh, what I deem as uh, the cracking of the mask of civility. In uh, these United States of America, we'll discuss that. But the first thing I want to talk about, uh, because it's important, and by the way, if you're hearing a noise, it's a train. We're on the wrong side of the tracks. Why? Because for the past 40 years, this ministry has not preached prosperity. It's preached something that is beginning to become so obvious that even people without any sort of spiritual insight are starting to talk about it. Hollywood just made a movie about it, apparently. Gino informed me, and I found out about it yesterday because uh, for some reason uh, it came up in my uh, YouTube feed. Hey, do you want to see a preview of a movie called Civil War? And it's about a, a, fu- a future sort of uh, envisioning of a civil war in America. So even the godless are beginning to smell what the future's cooking. The only people that aren't are the church which, uh, you know, shouldn't be that way. But, like I said, if you're hearing a noise, it's the train. I apologize. I know last week somebody heard uh, Gino, you know, binge eating popcorn or something. I don't know. I apologize for that, too. I am exceedingly apologetic. What can I say? The only thing I can do is apologize. Uh, You know, uh, I could go into this whole tirade if our budget was bigger But guess what? We have no budget. I bought my own mic. I came in with my own laptop. So you get what you get. It's what it is. I apologize for that, too. Now, uh, we uh, discussed some time ago that the the world is picking sides. And it's not just the world, but it's people in our country as well. And uh, last week, the big kerfuffle was that uh, during a Senate inquiry, or a congressional hearing. I don't even know which one it was because I didn't pay any attention. But I heard uh, the audio snippets. I think it was uh, the president of Harvard and the president of Princeton. You know, these Ivy League schools where all the educated people go, uh, they, they could not uh, say that uh, it was wrong uh, to call for the extermination of uh, the Jewish people in mass. Uh, they, they, they tried to cover themselves in uh, the robes of free speech, which uh, are so moth-eaten since the last time they put them on that uh, it, it, it just it wouldn't play. It doesn't play. Uh, the only thing that I can say, Gino, is that you printing stuff now? Nope. All right. Well, then uh, somebody's going to have to apologize to the person that's going to complain Because I'm sitting in the room where the printer is, too. So, you know, you can't win. Uh, Maybe better hearing aids or or one of those noise-canceling headsets where you you hear the voice and everything else uh, gets weeded out. I don't know. I'm not into technology. Like I said, I haven't updated my computer in forever. It, It keeps flashing that if I don't update, it'll kill itself. But right now, it's just a battle of wills at this point. So either it does kill itself, you know, and and, and we have a nice funeral and bury it next to the hamster, uh, or it, 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 you know, stays alive. So uh, somebody's still printing. I know. If you can't hear it, I can. So uh, let's let's talk about what the, the precedents of Harvard and Princeton are. Yale or one of these just obnoxiously expensive, just idiot producing waste of space. Uh, apparently, their their uh, unwillingness to condemn uh, the, the 
for the calling of the extermination of the Jewish people cost them what, like a billion dollars in, in lost uh, pledges and other things. But uh, in order for an eye to contextualize what they did in that they could not condemn uh, for the, the idea that anyone would call for the extermination of anyone else, uh, replace the word Jewish people with homosexuals or replace the word Jewish people with blacks or replace the word Jewish people with Muslims. And if you don't think that if one of these university presidents, yes, uh, I know, see, again, all all the feminists are going to be up in arms because, oh, you're talking about women again. I didn't get them elected to the head of uh, Harvard. What was it? One of these women is completely fabricated. She plagiarized her book. Her doctoral thesis, the reason for which she got hired at such a prestigious university. She plagiarized the whole thing. The only reason she has the job and makes, what, quarter of a million, half a million dollars a year? And everyone gets to call her Madam President? is because I, I don't know her uh, sexual proclivity, but I'd wager a donut or two that she's likely of the homosexual persuasion. She happens to be of a certain skin pigment, and she is a certain gender. I know when it comes to getting hired, everyone wants to be a woman. So let's, yeah, exactly. Stop. You pick on women. It's not my fault she's mentally slow. It's not my fault she has such deep-seated hatred of Jewish people that she cannot say, yeah, kind of wrong to call for the extermination of Jews. Because if someone would have put her on the hot seat, really put her on the hot seat and go, uh, how would you react if someone called for the extermination of homosexuals? I know, because you say they're born this way. So are Jews. Jews can't help what they're born as. Neither are homosexuals by your doctoral interpretation of human biology. So Jews, blacks, homosexuals, all in the same basket, all born this way by your assertion. Why would you condemn someone calling for the extermination of all the others, but not the extermination of the Jews? Huh? So, as I said, the battle lines are still being drawn. People are still picking sides, even in this country. But it's coming to a head soon. What was it? A, a Turkish politician had a heart attack while he was ranting about the Jew. Just on live TV behind a podium. Oh, the Jews! And he fell over. I don't know if he died, but he did have a heart attack. You know, you wonder to yourself sometimes, does God have a sense of humor? And the answer to that is unequivocally, yes. Yes, he does. I know. He picked me to do this. I take myself, I I can't, there's no measure to the level of, of, of how little I take myself seriously. So anyone, you know, I'm going to say something that's going to offend him. The only cutoff, my only no-touch zone is my family, my wife and my kids. You can say anything about me. We'll discuss. We'll debate. Come near my wife and kids. Somebody's going to be hurting. That's all I'm going to say. So, again, open season on me. I don't care. Come near my wife and kids. You know that old saying, mess around and find out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, I know so much stuff we need to talk about. It's just a, a, a plethora, a buffet, as the saying goes. And I want to start with this. And you're going to think to yourself, why is he starting with this? Is it because the story is of a woman? No, it's not. Give me a second. Let me sip from my delicious beverage. It's coffee, it's black, and it's hot, but the only K-cups they have 
in the kitchenette area, because you can't call it a kitchen. It's got a microwave and a coffee maker. Even calling it a kitchenette is generous. I know, big budget people we are. Uh, we, we invest most of our resources in production and the kitchenette. Uh, and, and all they had was like a coffee with a caramel undertone. I don't know. It's, uh, we'll taste it. If it's not good, then somebody's getting fired. I kid, of course. But anyway, give me a second. Let me sip. Uh, by the way, today is uh, a recorded program. It is uh, December the 14th, the year of our Lord, 2023, soon to be 2024. Uh, and by the by, tomorrow, and either this is going to go extremely well or horribly bad. There's only two ways that this can go. There's no middle ground. Let me sip and I'll explain. So uh, one of my wife's clients has a condo in uh, Florida. I know. You know. What's Florida? It's Florida, but the way cool people say it. Uh, so uh, she, she gifted my wife this condo for a couple weeks, uh, and we're driving from Wisconsin to Florida. Uh, it's, uh, I, have always dreamt of a road trip with my wife and kids. So either this is going to be the fulfillment of my dream, or if you remember, uh, National Lampoon's vacation with Chevy Chase, uh, the one where they tried to go to the amusement park and everything that could go wrong went wrong. Uh, either it's going to be amazing and I'll have stories and uh, I'm going to come home with a smile or it's going to be that level of bad. Because uh, the other day we drove for about, I don't know, 15 minutes to go somewhere. And after five minutes, both of them in the back, are we there yet? How much longer? Are we there yet? So this is, this is likely going to be an 18-hour trip. Uh, I w- we'll see. We'll see. But I do plan on doing the program on the road, so we'll see you next week, hopefully, Lord willing. Uh, I'm going to take a mic with me, and uh, hopefully this condo that we're staying at is not located next to the railroad tracks. So uh, someone's going to be very happy about the, the, the absence of noise. But then again, perhaps the lapping ocean's close enough where you'll just hear the waves. I don't know. Again, I apologize either way. See, I'm, I'm, I have no problem being apologetic. Uh, that's the way men are to be. You should apologize for the patriarchy. Yeah, we kind of built a lot of stuff. So I'm not going to apologize for what other people do uh, or what other people did. I know people have, uh, you know, <sighs> they, 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 they have uh, baggage for some reason. Uh, they, they, they have these um, stones they carry on their shoulders. They have issues that I didn't do anything to create or to perpetuate. But somehow, uh, just because I point out the gender of an individual, uh, I'm the bad guy. A chip on their shoulder. That was the, the word I was looking for, the word chip. So... Uh, we're going to talk about this, and I know you're going to think to yourself, with everything going on, why is this important? Because we're going to contextualize in a second. Oh, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. It's, uh, you know, it tastes like socks, but it's still hot. So, uh, dirty socks. Uh, by the way, the Mexicans caught two uh, Iranians uh, that were on the FBI... FBI's terror watch list, uh, and you know the old saying, if you catch two, you likely let a hundred go through. So, just saying, I know. Are you saying, yes, I am? Give it a minute. Uh, article is thus, and we're going to contextualize because you need to understand uh, how quickly things can uh, degenerate how quickly civility can crumble underfoot. Mom knocks out Michigan Kroger employees in front of baby after benefits card declined. 
It could just as easily have been a dad, but in this case, it was a mom. Okay? So for, why are you picking on women again? Hey, you know, at least she had the baby in tow. She didn't leave it in the car. So thumbs up, props to her. A 20-year-old Michigan mother has been charged with assault after police say she knocked out a Kroger store employee in front of her baby. Shelby Parham, and uh, yes, she, she looks like a ham. Uh, Shelby Parham is accused of walking up to a 49-year-old clerk, striking her in the face, knocking her unconscious, reports Fox 2. Detroit. The employee was knocked flat on the ground and reportedly suffered from a head injury. Shocking surveillance video shows the disturbing incident unfolding Tuesday at the St. Clair Shores supermarket. So this is still a news thing. You can find it. I'm not making it up. It's obviously very clear cut. There's no question as to who's at fault here. Detective Gordon Carrier told the local outlet. Investigators say the assault occurred after Parham's benefits card declined for the items she wanted to purchase at self-checkout. The alleged attacker reportedly asked the clerk for help deducting some of the items from her purchase, but apparently became enraged when the employee did not immediately come to her aid. The employee walked away from her. The defendant was upset and followed her and struck her in the face because that's what grown people do. They act like children. You take my toy, I punch you. The incident unfolded while Parham's one-year-old daughter sat in her shopping cart. Police arrived at the scene within minutes and arrested Parham, according to the news station. The mother bonded out on $1,000 but faces up to one year behind bars if convicted of the misdemeanor adult charge. The clerk, who has remained unnamed to the public, reportedly sustained a black eye, is suffering from headaches and is taking time off from work to recover at home. And that is the story. Now for the context. Are you ready? Are you sure? Because this uh, may open your eyes just a smidge. And I know, American prophetic, but just listen. There are reportedly 70 million people on uh, the welfare program throughout these United States. 70 million. I'm not disparaging people on welfare, although if you can work and you don't, shame on you. But that's a number worth keeping in mind. 70 million people are on the dole of the Social Security Administration, the SSA, or various welfare programs in these United States. Now, I am not going to sit here and say that everyone is going to react like uh, Shelby Parham. If their SNAP or EBT or whatever welfare card they try to use suddenly stops working. But even if you're looking at 10% of people reacting violently when they're trying to check out with food, diapers, personally, look, I've seen people use EBT cards and I can't afford the things they buy with those. Lobster tails, nice thick steaks, So, you know, I'm just saying. Now, granted, some people are responsible and they're falling on hard times or they've fallen on hard times. They go and they buy the bare necessities. They don't go for the lobster tail. They go for the imitation crab. No judgment, just an observation. But let's just say not even 10%, because 10%... You, you would have the downfall of civilization in real time. Allow me to sip. 
because of of 70 million people, if only 10% reacted violently when their cards didn't work and they couldn't get the things they needed to get, that would mean 7 million people nationwide. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of stores. That's a lot of black eyes. That's a lot of headaches. That's a lot of little old ladies trying to pick their dentures off the ground. So uh, let's, let's contract that number. Let's say it's not 10%. Let's say it's 1%. And before anyone, that could never happen. People don't do that. Have you ever seen hungry people? Have you ever seen desperate people? Have you ever seen people who really have no moral rudder and they know that if they punch the little old lady in the eye, they can walk out with their groceries and and feed their kids or have their lobster tail or whatever? People may not react like that where you live. I've lived in neighborhoods where people react exactly like that. For the first, I don't know, 14, 15 years of living in America, I lived in that kind of neighborhood. You walk into the local bodega, there's, there's bulletproof glass and there's mesh wire and the guy behind the glass is eyeing you the moment you walk in. I lived in that kind of neighborhood. So people aren't like that. People are like that. You just don't know any of them. The problem is if resources become scarce where they are, eventually they will come where you are. And they will act like that. This is not about race. This is not about anything else except Poverty disparity. Is that a word? The difference between middle class and the poor and the middle class becoming poorer every day and people getting desperate. So you don't need a lot of pressure to cause havoc and chaos in this country. This is the thing I'm trying to get you to understand. Because, look, Guys like Alex Jones, of all people, are more prophetic than than 99% of the prophetic people in America. Because I just read an article where Alex Jones says that if the Democrats don't see the the election going their way, they're going to start a war. And I'm looking in the mirror going, who said that six months ago? Oh, wait, that handsome fellow in the mirror. They're finally waking up to the realization that these people will do anything to retain power. But before going to war, the next ace they have up their sleeve is civil unrest, chaos, burning buildings and burning cities. And the draconian thing about it all is that all they have to do is just shut down the welfare cards. Push a button. Oh, system failure. We got hacked. By the time the news travels to people like Shelby Parham, that the EBT system or the SNAP system or whatever else they call it, got hacked, and that it'll be back online in three days or less, How many little old ladies do you think are going to get knocked out or worse? It'll take no more than 36 hours. Mark my words. American prophetic. (laughs) I know, pet dinosaurs. 36 hours, tops, before you have major metropolitan cities in absolute chaos. 
where it'll overwhelm every single law branch, law system, law enforcement. And it'll happen so suddenly and swiftly that they will not have the time to mobilize the National Guard. Most of the guys that are in the National Guard are half drunk unless they're on call. Let's just be honest. Not the best and brightest joining the National Guard, generally speaking. Are there a few? Sure. Are there some who are just patriotically inclined and they go join the National Guard to do some good? God bless them. But I've met a few guys. And maybe two out of ten should be handling live firearms. That's all I'm going to say. So not only will they not be able to mobilize quickly enough, they'll have no intention or desire to mobilize. Because the way that they're going to spin it is, look, Look at what's happening in America, all because they think that the Republicans are going to win the election. They will attempt to use fear, like they always do, to either make people reticent about going to vote or voting the right way. Now, another thing that I ran across that that, that falls in, in line with everything else, because uh, look, I, I know you don't think that we're close, but we're close. It's less than a year now that the presidential elections of the most powerful country in the world are going to take place. So we need to talk about this so that when you see these things happening, you'll understand that not all of Christendom was in the dark. That not all of God's children were busy looking for the rapture or wondering what color their pet dinosaur was going to be in heaven. All right, I do this for posterity more than anything. So that at least I can point back to, hey, I told you this would happen. More than one in five mail-in voters admit to cheating in the 2020 election. So they tried reviving the vids. I, I've seen a handful of stories pop up. Hey, COVID's still around. Look, hospitalizations are up. Nobody cares. There's, there's, there's this meme on the internet where uh, they took one of box pieces, I think, and, and, and they just, nobody cares. Nobody cares. That's exactly the reaction most people are having to any news about the coronavirus. Nobody cares. So now they're introducing the white lung. Now, I, I may be simple-minded. I'm not going to, you know, deny that point. But if it's coming out of China, why are you calling it the white lung? Would it not be more apropos to call it the yellow lung? And if indeed you called it the yellow lung, would that not be racist? So you can't win either way, huh? I know, there, there's an Asian guy sitting, how dare you? I, I, I can't even do a good Chinese accent. I apologize. Look, I, I love Asian people. You make some good food. You know what? Most of the time you can't even tell it's cat. Uh, see, that how to win friends and influence people. I kid. Stop. Look, if you understood what the world's going to look like in, in less than 24 months, you'd take every opportunity to laugh as well. That's all I'm going to say about that. I know, American prophetic, but hey, you know, pet dinosaurs. In the 2020 election, more than one in five voters who submitted ballots by mail say they did so fraudulently. Do you understand that the entirety of the presidential elections in 2020 uh, swung by, what, 25,000 votes in four states? Huh? And here you have one in five voters admit, uh, admitting that 
they voted and submitted ballots by mail fraudulently. Now, I know, but that doesn't mean they were all Democrat. There is a certain party that doesn't shy away from the veritable reality and demonstrable truth that they are likelier to abuse the voting system and quote-unquote submit ballots by mail fraudulently than the other party. Let's just be honest. Come on. I, we're not supposed to talk about these things. Well, thankfully, Peanuts.com does not sponsor me. Neither does my pillow or Atomic Underoos or whatever else Christians are hawking nowadays. So I can say whatever I want to say in whatever accent I choose to say it. So let's face it. Look, our, our side, and I use our side liberally because, you know, I, there's only one side at this point. Uh, the Republicans, let's just call them the Republicans. The Republicans, at least those in leadership, are trying to convince the average Joes that the only way that we can win is to cheat as much as the Democrats. So you know which party has a reputation for uh, playing it loose when it comes to uh, submitting ballots, especially by mail. Now, they're going to try. I, I don't think it's going to succeed. They're, they're going to try to... Uh, this, this white lung thing is uh, kind of fizzling out. Uh, people aren't as afraid of it as they were of the vids, so they're going to have a hard time locking down again. Uh, they're going to realize that sooner or later. And when that happens, uh, the, the, the next thing on the menu will be civil unrest. I think a, a fulcrum that they could use, a lever that they can pull, something that uh, will have the desired reaction would be to just cut off all welfare cards for 36 hours. That'll do it. Now, other things we must discuss. Uh, it would seem... that the only individual with a head on his shoulders in the whole of Europe, the only guy that's willing to say the quiet part out loud is uh, the president of Hungary. Uh, Viktor Orban has rejected Ukraine's membership at the EU showdown summit. Uh, he's actually the prime minister, not the president. Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban has restated his position that Ukraine is not, by the EU's own ascension rules, ready to join the bloc, and that no exception should be granted for this process ahead of a crunch meeting of European Union members, head of state, today. So, look... I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'll keep repeating it, because people today and their uh, short-term memory are not fast friends. There's a difference between the Ukrainian people and the Ukrainian government. The Ukrainian government at this juncture is as corrupt as any other government in the world. If you don't believe me, look up some, some stories. Look, when you, when you start jailing your opposition claiming that somehow you're better than the guys you're fighting because they're doing the same thing, eh, you know, but they cannot. Look, it, it's that... Viktor Orban is one of the few people in Europe that understands this is a red line for the Russians. That if Europe gets it in, his head, in its head to make Ukraine a, a EU member then Russia's going to war with Europe, and they're not going to use, you know, tanks and, 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 and conventional warfare. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yes, there was dead air. I muted it because I coughed. 
and I am professional above all else. So uh, I didn't want to hear, I didn't want you to hear me coughing. No, I don't have the white lung. I don't have the yellow lung. I just got a tickle in my throat because of the caramel in this coffee. See, this is what happens. I can't give you the best of me because somebody decided to go off the reservation and buy caramel coffee. So thank them. All right, when, when you send your angry email, thank them. Now, and the reason that I'm, I'm going I'm to talk about this next thing is because of where it's taking place. If uh, an after-school Satan club sprouted up in San Francisco, it wouldn't surprise me. But an after-school Satan club sprouting up in Memphis, Tennessee, at an elementary school. After-school Satan club is coming to Tennessee. The state's first after-school Satan club will launch on January 10th at Chimney Rock Elementary School. So this is a public service announcement. If you got kids that go to Chimney Rock Public School, elementary or otherwise, decide to homeschool. If you'd like to provide needed supplies for Tennessee's first after-school Satan Club, please visit our Amazon wish list. See, these people are, are no longer lurking in the shadows. They're out and proud. And I'm not talking about the homosexual degenerates. Satanists. After school, Satan club. And they're warming their way into elementary schools. Hey, the Bible, nope. We can't have that here. No, sir, because it contradicts the queer. But after-school Satan clubs, come on in. Go to our Amazon page and make sure we have everything we need. Black nail polish? I don't know. It's sad. But hey, that's okay. It's good to see that the church is holding the line. Uh, Church of England announces same-sex blessings can begin this Sunday. Now, again, if something were to happen in England, uh, by way of a natural disaster, a big giant hole opening up and swallowing these degenerates, I'm sure they'll try to explain it and wait, oh, that couldn't have been God. But yeah, it would, it would be. A month after the Church of England's General Synod, or Synod, whichever you prefer, approved the proposal by its bishops to allow clergy to bless. Well, at least clergy's doing it because God isn't. Some of you got that. See, men can do a lot of things in the name of God, insisting that they're representing God, but God is nowhere near it. So it won't be God that's going to be blessing these same-sex relationships. It'll be clergy. And the clergy that still has an ounce of morality and virtue in them will walk away. They'll go to another denomination or they're just, they'll quit the farce altogether. Because if you know that it's a sin, putting your hand in with it, you are guilty of the sin that you are putting your hand in with. A month after the Church of England's General Synod approved the proposal by its bishops to allow clergy to bless same-sex relationships, eager hirelings and spiritual saboteurs are ready to make it a reality. With the House of Bishops voting yesterday 24 to 11 to allow this to begin this Sunday. So, I know England's not America, but it would not surprise me 
if clergy in America, whether the SBC or the Presbyterians or the non-denominationals or the Calvinists or whoever, well, not the Calvinists, the Calvin, look, say what you will about the Calvinists, at least they try to stick to the gospel. We may disagree on the tulip, but at least they try to preach the gospel. So, but the SBC, a lot of those churches, the Southern Baptist Convention, the numbers will, will play out much the same fashion. It'll be about 24 to 11. So for every one person that's still trying to cling to the Word of God, that, that's still trying to cling to righteousness, that's still trying to cling to, to, that this is what the Word says and we cannot go beyond the Word, for everyone, there's two that go, oh, bring them on in. <laughs> bring them on in. 22% of Americans identify as spiritual, but not religious. Now, since we have time, I will uh, demystify what that means. I will interpret it for you or translate it. 22% of Americans have made up their own God who requires nothing of them, in whose eyes they can do as they will, when they will it, thus defining themselves and identifying as spiritual, but not religious. Oh, it's one of those words. It, it, it doesn't give me heartburn. I don't get heartburn, but it gives me gas. Whenever I hear somebody say they're spiritual, it just, it, I, it's, it, it, it becomes a reality in my belly. Nearly a quarter of Americans view themselves as spiritual, but not religious, according to findings from a new poll. This comes as organized religion continues to lose influence in American life. The Pew Research Center released a survey examining spirituality among Americans last Thursday. The research is based on responses collected from 11,201 United States adults uh, with, with uh, individuals that uh, are part of the after-school Satan Club also consider themselves spiritual but not religious. So... I, again, I, I, I beat on you too much. Those people, America's a Christian nation and we're going to pull through. It's not. It's not. America is not, by all demonstrable fact, going back to states that you never thought would do it, legalizing late-term abortion, like Kansas and Texas and Missouri. Well, Texas is still holding out. For how long? We're not a Christian nation. We're a nation that squandered every gift that God bestowed upon it. We're a nation that rejected the God that blessed it. We're a nation deserving of the judgment that is coming. We're a nation deserving of being invaded by enemies who will show no mercy, who will give no quarter. And the only thing you can hope is that they start with those that facilitated this nation's demise first. Parents, and this is... Look, we, how, how else can you put it other than we deserve this? Parents outraged after trans athlete wins girls' Irish dancing competition. Okay, let's reward the article, or at least the title. Parents outraged after boy wins girls' Irish dancing competition. A boy who identified as a girl reportedly took first place at an Irish dancing competition in the United States, beating out female dancers for a spot in the world championship. 
the under-14 category of the southern region Oireactus. Wow, these names. Competition occurred in Dallas, Texas earlier this month. The final dance results show that the boy finished first out of 100 dancers, earning him world and national qualifying status. The teenager previously competed as a male during Comisión Lerinci Galera World Championships in April, where he came in 11th place. Sort of like that goofy swimmer that competed as a boy and realized eh, he wasn't up to par. He realized that he can swim all the day long as a boy and never win anything. But if he changed his name to Leah, wouldn't you know it miraculously, he won everything. I know women are just as strong as men. Shut up, misogynist. I, you know, I, tell, tell me my, my thinking's wrong, but men are making better women than women are women. Huh? Uh-huh. I know, I know. Hurts. That's that's just the misogyny talking that men are stronger than... No, no, no. It's it's, it's the the perfection of creation. God created man to defend the woman, which I know, I know. Paul, being an extremist and, and, and a misogynist and everything else, did say that the woman is the weaker vessel. argue with Paul. I'm just saying what the book says to you, okay? So you can go have an argument with Paul. You can have an argument with, uh, what was it, that Jesus was racist and uh, misogynistic or whatever else? Look. (sighs) I might as well. The day is coming when a lot of these so-called independent, powerful women that can do anything will realize the value of a man. When that day comes, ladies, ladies, it will be too late. If you do not currently recognize the value of a man, what his duty and responsibility in the sight of God is, by the time you do, ain't no man going to help you. And that's my public service message. God created man and God created woman. Men can't be women, women can't be men. Now, we can try and do the things that each other do and do it poorly. But if we follow God's design, things work out splendidly, not poorly, not passably, but splendidly. Everything that we're seeing is is pointing to a repeat of Noah's day. Everything is crumbling around us. But people are still living as though it was the best of times. They're still marrying and giving in marriage. They're partying hardy. They're getting themselves in so much debt that they're fully aware they're never going to be able to repay all the debt that they've accrued for themselves. Because people can't say no to anything anymore. 
And it's not like they have examples to look at. Government's the same way. Spending like a drunk at last call. So if your government is unwilling to pull on the reins and go, oh, maybe, maybe this is a bridge too far. Why, why should the citizenry? And either last week or a couple of weeks back, we talked about Argentina and, and its new president. And you're beginning to see what it will take just to start riding the ship. It's painful. And the Argentinians are finding out that it's painful. And it's hard to give up something that you've become accustomed to. This is why mothers with one-year-olds knock old ladies out when their snap card doesn't go through. Because in her mind, she was entitled to it, whatever it was. And something was standing in the way of her getting what she wanted in that moment. And her only reaction to the situation was to strike an old woman, give her a black eye, and knock her out. Seventy million people are in the same boat as this young lady that we talked about. Look, you don't, you don't end up on government assistance because of the good life choices that you've made. You don't end up on government assistance because you're, you're financially literate. Like I said, 36 hours. And of that 70 million, if just 1% react violently, what do you think this nation will look like in 24 hours? So, yes, uh, the president of Harvard University has picked her side. Many in this country are voicing their opinions and picking their side. The world is picking its side. And the slow boil goes on. As you were forewarned time and again, this administration and this president We're just looking for the opportunity to stab Israel in the back. And they have. The last thing that the man who can't put a sentence together said was that Israel is practicing indiscriminate bombing. And that Israel is losing support around the world. Hmm. It's not true, at least the first part. The second part, the Bible already said would happen. Because in the end, and by the by, this should give you some idea of how close we are to the end. In the end, the whole world will come against Israel. We're not there yet. But you can see how easily it could occur. Because Netanyahu has said that he's not going to back down, regardless of what international sentiment might be. And the more this drags on, And the more uh, this administration tries to 
steer the conversation its way, the more people you will see uh, vociferously opposing the people of Israel. So that's where we are. Where we go from here, that's pretty obvious too. Because we had a chance at repentance. We had a chance at restoration. We had a chance to turn our faces towards God and instead we chose to turn our back towards him. So the only thing that keeps me up at night is wondering how long it will take for believers who are dead set on not being here for any of this to admit and acknowledge that they are here for it. Because the longer it takes for them to come to terms with that reality, the harder it will be for them to come out of it not being bitter. So anyway, I know. We talked about a lot of things. But if you have complaints, just attention to the person that bought the coffee. It all stems from that. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us. Lord willing, we'll see you next week. Pray for me. I'm about to go on a road trip. So uh, we'll see you next week. And from there, uh, we'll figure it out. Life is beautiful if you take it minute by minute. And that's all you can do because nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. Gino, if you got any parting words of wisdom, this is your shot to shine. All right. Thank you, Mike. Uh, just reminded of Jeremiah, I would have healed Babylon, but she wouldn't be healed. That's the sad epitaph of America. They'd rather turn their back on God when God did everything. Sent Watchmen, Brother Dudeman, Mike, we toured for 18 years, blowing a trumpet. And America would rather be stubborn and obstinate. And this trailer of the movie Civil War is incredibly lining up with what God showed Dimitri. And that was a long time ago. Now it's coming to pass. I don't even think we realize, I'm not talking most likely listeners to the radio show, but in general in the church, I don't think they realize just how easily and quickly this could all happen. Like, you know, it's like a guy that goes to the Grand Canyon and he goes, yeah, I'm going to look over the rim. I'm going to hopefully stand on that ledge and look down 4,000 feet or whatever it is. And then he slips, (laughs) sadly, and falls to his death. You know, that's like the U.S. right now. We're, We're like that person that thinks that selfie's worth it or you know when they say peace peace and safety sudden destruction will come and I just as I told Mike early on this morning you know I remember when we started out trying to get pastors convinced to this stuff would happen in America was very difficult but now the writing's on the wall just like it was in the old days with Nebuchadnezzar or rather Belshazzar, and uh, go to handtohelp.com and check out the words from the Lord. And also, again, thank you for those ordering the Promise Christmas CD. Again, we offer it to you. If you want a free copy of the CD, The Promise, it's our Christmas musical CD, we will send it to you. We will send a little number nine envelope, and if you want to support this ministry, that would be awesome. But we want you to enjoy this music for this beautiful Christmas season. Thank you for listening to The Light of Truth. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com. 
or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are